When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi everyone, Tim Kitzer here from NBA Jam and NFL Blitz, and you're listening to Growing Up the Same with Trayvon Edwards and Jason Madison. Boom shakalaka! And now, here's your starting lineup. Trayvon Edwards, Jason Madison. Boom shakalaka! Today we got a special guest, my homie, Jock Slade. What's up, bro? What's going on, man? How you doing, bro? I'm good, man. This is uh, obviously... By popular demand, we had Wells P and Nate Jones really pushing for this episode. But I also oh. wanted oh. this to happen because uh, we're we're friends, but we're like friends from a distance. Yeah. I didn't like ne- I'm never I'm not one of those weird people that just overdives in people's person personal lives. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you know you can hit yeah, me yeah. and I'm there for you. But like we yeah. only met at like Drew's graduation party or something like that. Exactly. Person, otherwise, it's just been talking online. Yep. So Jacques Slade is a true multi-hyphenate. He's a host, producer, writer, director, and editor whose YouTube channel encompasses over 1.2 million subscribers and more than 162.8 million video views. Jacques' original content features reviews on the latest sneaker releases, live event coverage and interviews with pro athletes, musicians, designers, and creatives. And now it's time for the one or the two with Jay Skills. 90 shoes or 2000 shoes? 90 shoes. Drums or flats? Ooh, drums. High tops or low tops? What am I doing? <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's just say you're going to hang out. Going, going to hang out, low tops, yeah. low tops. Jamaica or Hawaii? Jamaica. London or Hong Kong? Uh, I spent more time in London, so I'm going to say London. Puerto Rico or Mexico Air Force Ones? Um, Mexico. I'm from Pacoima, so you got to keep it, keep it true. Carl Lagerfeld or Alexander McQueen? Alexander McQueen. Batman or Spider-Man? Oh, uh, Spider-Man. Batman need therapy, bro. <laughs> Everybody's been shitting on Batman lately, man. He <laughs> need, need therapy, man. He <laughs> need therapy. Red Man or Method Man? Oh, oh, come on. <laughs> That's... I... I... I, 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 you know, I you know what? I'm going to say Red Man because of Superman lover. So I'm going to say Red Man. All right. Glasses or contacts? Uh, glasses. Ashanti or Maya? 
my uh Pharrell or Timbaland? That is un that is that's a rude question. <laughs> that is that is rude. Um God, that <laughs> Timbo, Timbo. Yeah. BBC or ice cream? Uh gosh, that's a good God, man. Um ice cream. Ice cream. Bitcoin or Tesla? Oh, Bitcoin. Bitcoin. YouTube or Netflix? Uh, well, I want people to watch YouTube because of me, but uh, Netflix, uh, just for the storylines <laughs> and the higher production. <laughs> yeah. Air Max 95 or 97? Oh, 95. 95. Dean Smith or Roy Williams? Dean Smith. Dean Smith. The Bugs Bunny Sevens or the Olympic Sevens? Olympic Sevens. The Fire Red or the Grape Fives? Grape Fives. Concords or the Space Jams? Concords. Undefeated Fours or the Union Fours? Ooh, that's an excellent question. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Union Fours. Wow. Recency bias, maybe? Maybe a little bit of recency <laughs> bias, but also, like, I guess I was never un- blown away by the undefeated fours. It was like the it was more like the resale value on the undefeated fours, I think, that everybody was caught up in. Right. Uh, but I think the the storytelling behind the the union fours is, is better and the look of the, the union fours and like the the detailing and, you know, the tongue and all. Yeah. Union fours. Yeah. If we're not talking about money, union fours. Right. Jordan threes or fours? Threes. The Diamond SBs or the Supreme SBs? Diamond. Scorsese or Tarantino? Tarantino. Eric Andre or Dr. Steve Brule? Eric Andre. Eric Eric Andre. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Tropic Thunder or Scary Movie? Oh, Tropic Thunder. Take care or nothing was the same. Take care. Talladega Knights or Step Brothers? Oh, uh, ooh, oh, uh, I, you know, I quote Talladega Knights more than I quote Step Brothers. Yeah. Shake and bake. Shake and bake. Shake <laughs> and bake. <laughs> Donald Glover or Childish Gambino? I think. On the music side, uh, I would say, well, I can't really say on the music side. Um, I'd rather I'd rather be doing what Donald Glover is doing versus what Childish Gambino is doing. I'll say that. Right. Kanye or Andre 3000? Three stacks. Kendrick or Tupac? What? How, are you, how would you ask? Why would you? How, how is that a question? How is that even a question? <laughs> it's an impossible choice. Tupac. <laughs> Allen Iverson or Steph Curry? Oh, God, you guys are rude. <laughs> like, they represent so many, like, oh, two different. Allen Iverson. <clears throat> <laughs> Cleveland LeBron or Miami LeBron? Uh, Cleveland LeBron. KD on Twitter or Paul Pierce on IG Live? <laughs> 
<laughs> that might be your best question, fam. I'm not even gonna lie to you. <laughs> oh God. Uh uh Katie on Twitter. Katie on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> been on fire lately. <laughs> uh in and out or fat burger? Uh in and out. Little baby or baby keem? I don't know who baby keem is, so I'm gonna say little baby. Oh, you gotta check him out. New, new young hotness right there. Oh, that's Kendrick's cousin. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't heard, I haven't heard anything. Yeah, he's got a song called Orange Soda. That's pretty far. Um, graduation or Hard Knock Life? Uh, Hard Knock Life. Doggy style or Illmatic? I'm, a, I'm about to hang up. <laughs> <laughs> um. I want from LA, so I gotta go with doggy style. Yeah. Uh Deion Sanders signature shoe or Griffey signature shoe. Oh, that's a good one. Um geez, that's a that's a great question. I'm gonna go with Dion. Um IHOP or Denny's? Oh, IHOP. Pam or Gina? Oh, Gina. Gold or diamonds? Uh, probably diamond. Drink or smoke? Uh, I don't do either. Nice. As a collector, Clark Kent or Fat Joe? Uh, I would say Clark Kent. Air Forces or Dunks? Dunks. Directing or editing? Directing. Snapchat or Clubhouse? Snapchat. For sure. Vuv or Moet? Uh, are those alcohol? Yes. <laughs> Champagne. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah. So ginger beer. That's my answer. <laughs> ginger <laughs> beer. That's my answer. Ting. <laughs> uh, buying shoes or making content? Uh, making content. And the last one, a million followers or a million dollars? A million dollars. Yeah. I can create a legacy with money. Yeah, I was I was gonna say, man, I, you don't look like the cloud guy to me. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I don't be one of too. <laughs> yeah, see, he, he had you. He had you kind of flustered right there, man. Yeah, that hurts like that. That uh, the Allen Iverson Steph Curry question that hurt. Yeah. Uh, what was uh, what was another one? The um, Illmatic doggy style that hurt. Yeah. Jeez. Um, like even um, what was it? Andre and who else was it? It was was well, it was Kendrick and Tupac, which that oh, one. Oh, Kendrick and Tupac, and then it was Pharrell and Timbaland that froze. Pharrell, me. oh yeah, Pharrell and Timbaland, man, because like, like as a as a former former rapper, like mm-hmm. you you know the things that they were able to do with music and like the pocket that they would find, like that's such a like you oh like and they yeah. have like their own like they all have their unique thing. Both of them have like this unique thing about them that you like, oh, okay, if I do something with Tim, like it's going to be crazy. crazy. But also like with Pharrell, you like, yo, like the sound, like they use like both of them, you like these, like these off tune sounds like to make their beats. And like, it's just like, yeah. how do you, how do you like choose? It's an impossible choice. Yeah, man. That's tough. I, 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 appre- I appreciate all of those. Like that's, that's, that's legit. I appreciate that. Thank you. I appreciate you appreciating it. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you. You appreciate All right. it. All right. <laughs>
<laughs> All right, let's uh let's let's hop into the the DeLorean and, and go back to time and yeah, yeah. And, le- and let's learn about young jock, which is hilarious. Young jock. <laughs> I didn't try to do that, but that was it was fitting. Yeah. Um, what's young jock's uh relationship with playing video games? Uh me uh, my cousins, me and my cousins. Like that's all we would, my, my cousins and I, we would play video games or play basketball. Literally, that's like all we did outside of like my uncle and my aunt being like, y'all get your ass up and clean up. It was like video games or we're going out to the driveway and we're playing basketball. And like, that's all we did. So for me, for me, I'm not, I don't play a lot of games by myself because when I grew up, it was such a community thing with me, my cousins and I, that it's hard for me just to sit and play video games by myself. Cause if I don't have someone there with me, it just doesn't, it doesn't feel the same. So it's, it's a, it's a all video games to me uh, are all about like the community. Mm. Like, yeah, you hit on a point, like saying, com- I haven't any, I haven't heard anyone explain it that way. That might be the reason why I haven't turned a PS5 on just because right. I've always been a person that if I have company, I'm all right. for it. Yep. But by myself, I'm like, I'm not as motivated to, you know, pretty much fire it up and play for hours or be that locked into a game, you know? Um, what game did you – oh, go ahead, Jason. No, I was going to say that's the same reason, like, I don't play or, and I don't play online because – even like when I would play online, it's like you don't get that same vibe yeah. of like being with your homies and your, your cousins and all that and like really playing together and shooting on each other and, you know, talking shit, whatever. Like that's yep. the whole spirit of video games to me. No, yep. that's, a, that's a fact. That's 100% um, what it was about for me. What games did you and your cousins play? Uh, this is old. So we're weird. This is like double dribble duck hunt mario mario brothers like this is these are old like old games like, so regular nintendo nintendo this is all these are the this is the nintendo days so yeah. did you peak at that no i would say we peaked uh i peaked at xbox okay. when when halo came out because i was in college okay halo and one was was dope and that's when like that's when like the community aspect just was like it was taken up like 10 levels because I was one I had my own spot like it was you know you had your apartment with with your partners from college so we had a four-bedroom apartment which you rarely see so it was a four-bedroom apartment and with the xbox you could hook it up with ethernet cables to so you could do up to four xboxes together at one time so we would put an xbox in the living room one in the first bedroom and one in the second bedroom and then we had a buddy that lived in the apartment right next to ours so we would string an ethernet cable over the patio we would open up the patio doors and we would play till like two or three in the morning and just being just being wild like hollering out from the patio doors nigga Nigga, you got killed by gonorrhea. Like we would call ourselves like HIV and gonorrhea or Santa Claus or your mama and just be wild and wild and love until like two or three in the morning. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Yo, that's that's kind of crazy with those nicknames. But also <laughs> you think about like the spirit of pre-headset, pre-online yeah. play um, and wire to wire. It, it just you can't you can't explain it. I mean, obviously, it sounds crazy now with the graphics and the things that you can possibly do. I think I lost kind of lost my love when Halo 2 or Halo 3 rolled around mm-hmm. and online play came on and it was like racial slurs and things of that nature. 
those things that I couldn't really control. Obviously, Call of Duty was fun, Modern Warfare 2. Um, but to an extent, it was just like, yeah, this ain't this ain't the this ain't the video games I grew up on. You feel me? Yeah. Like, because yeah. like that having a homie come over or having a cousin spend a night to play video games with you to endless hours of the night, you know what I'm saying? That's a bond or experience that you can't recreate. You know what I'm saying? Like that's beating like a with somebody like beating a game with somebody, bro. Y'all high five. Y'all could go to bed happy <laughs> as hell. Cause you happy. <laughs> like certain consoles didn't have memory cards like that. Yep. You know I mean, if you were early on, it's like, we got one shot. Jason died, but we need Jason to, you know, I need to win to pass this board so Jason can get I extra life never. and come yep. back. Yep, you'd be like, come on, bro. Yeah, come like, on. we come right on, there. Bro. Like, you'd be like, come on, come on, come on, watch out. What? Like, you, yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? In that and, moment. Yeah, and you know yeah. you over here whispering, you telling the other homie, be quiet because you don't want yep. your mom to yep. wake up. Y'all probably <laughs> been past y'all bedtime. Like, those are the innocent times that you really, you really couldn't make it up. You couldn't restore. You couldn't recreate the, recreate that feeling if you wanted to because it's yeah. just so genuine and drawn towards. Um, I, think, I think the the kids now that didn't experience that sort of like family communal video game session, like they experience that now online um, because they don't know what it's like to be in the same room playing with playing somebody. With somebody. And having that 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 immediate attachment to somebody, somebody right there pushing you and and edging you on, or or like you said, telling you to be quiet, but like shh, we gotta be quiet. Like, yeah. you know, like you know, we supposed to be in the bed. Like, you <laughs> know, we supposed to be in the bed. We Facts. got a towel at the bottom of the door so they don't see the TV reflecting from under that's the door. And that's like, strategic, <laughs> dude. I didn't think about that, bro. Yeah, I just even, got right. even just like even before that moment in the mid, like in the middle of your plan, where it's like eight thirty nine, you low key like sliding around the house in your socks, getting that last piece of pizza, getting yep. that last wing off, you know what I'm saying? Them moments when it's like, it's just, everything is just super fun. It's like, man, you, man, it was just before, you know, we was yeah. in a different era. So I'm kind of hot I now guess. that we're talking about this, man. Cause <laughs> yeah. I can't get that. I can't get that time back, bro. Like, yeah. That was to my cousin, Ernie, bro. He had the super yeah. Nintendo. I spent hours crib, bro. We, we eating the uh, uh, meat lovers pizza, fam, with the sausage yeah, and all that stuff, that bro. Is. And like, you just you just eating Domino's because you like seen it on the commercial. Like at that time, my cousin and dad had won a lottery, so they had the house to be at. They oh, moved to oh. they moved to Carson from Compton. They got a townhouse. Oh. So like, me being in my house and then going to the townhouse and like they got a backyard, they got a pool, they got Speak everything that you potentially can think of. But then my cousin got like Super Nintendo. He got Street Fighter. Yep. And if you still wanted to like play around, like later on, I think I went over his house because he had ended up getting too old to play with me. You mm. know what I'm saying? He had reached that stage. I think that's the most heartbreaking thing, too, where you're kind of two years close in age and yeah. your cousin gets into like girls. Your cousin gets into like high school and he just kind of just kind of little, little dog you like. Hey man, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you can't spend a night no more because this. And y'all was so tight, like from eight to six to ten to eight to twelve yeah, to ten, yeah. and then that window closes. And like that was the thing for him. Like he had, he still had the game systems. He had a Dreamcast first. I remember I come to his house playing Ready to Rumble and NFL 2K, and 
NBA 2K, even an N64 he had. And these things, I just think back, like, we're not as close now, but those are the moments that I truly cherish because he was there for me and I didn't have an other sibling in that time with or to, like, get excited with. Yeah. We would play basketball, but he wasn't that good at basketball. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't like one of those things of like, yo, let's go compete outside or you can beat me. You know what I'm saying? So by the time I got into basketball, I never seen him like that anymore because I was too busy traveling and we just outgrown each other so much. So, yeah. dang, that kind of made me like reflect and get sad because like. <laughs> Those are some sick times, bro. Like my grandma would like literally drive to Carson. It wasn't like a crazy drive from Compton, but it was like out her way kind of because I know she was tired from work and it kind of gave her a break from me to be Mm. able to drop me off there. And my aunt Chelsea and Uncle Don were just like, yeah, he can come because Ernie's there and like whatever, you know, Ernie's not going to get him in trouble. And like Ernie like put me on so much stuff. Like I remember we would walk around da and sunny cove and carson has like some of the most attractive young ladies in in that in the socal area and you know being able to see just different girls and like talk to them and be shy and 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 actually experience like that with a cousin brother was great and that took me back with those games how about how about when you was younger and like now being older realizing when your parents and grandparents used to be so like stressed out over oh this is so far i'm not taking you over here and that should be like right down the street (laughs) (laughs) that should be like five minutes away they're like i ain't taking your ass all the way over there that's the great that's a crazy (laughs) thing about it dog yeah listen ernie's house was 12 minutes away yeah like it was listen my exit off the 91 was um long beach boulevard his exit was Avalon. Think about that. Lone Beach to Avalon. Right down, that's right down the street, bro. <laughs> like that's like my grandma was like, yo, nah. Nah, nah, nah we're not doing that today. <laughs> I would have to call his mom to come get me. Like, yo, can y'all come get me? Because grandma don't feel like coming over there. That's crazy. And like crazy. my grandma had to be like 55 at that time. But I, I respect it because she was OG taking care of a young, young, young Trey. That's that um, that's Josh, you mentioned um, basketball with your cousins yeah what was basketball like um it it started it started with my older cousin so my older cousin casey uh kenneth collins jr was like nice like nice like he was i remember i remember he he's like three years older than than michael and my, my so it was like the way my cousins were broken down it was my younger brother, he's five years younger than me. And then my, my younger cousin, Chaz. So he's a year older than my brother. But then his older brother was a year younger than me. And then it, w- it was like the older generation of cousins. So I was like in the middle generation of cousins. And we all looked up to Casey. He was like super nice, like was on varsity in like the 10th grade, had handles like crazy. He had bounce. And so we, we just wanted to be like Casey, like at, at that point. And so we all just started playing basketball and it started kind of like a rivalry between like me and Michael. So like, that's how I think I actually got okay at basketball is because Michael and I were always going at each other, just like always going at each other. One, you know, just because, you know, we're boys and we're going at each other, but also because if we can tell KC that we beat the other one, like that's, that's a feather in your cap. Like, oh, I beat Michael today in 21. 
oh, I beat Michael in the dunk contest we had over, you know, at the eight feet courts at the elementary. Like if I could tell him that, you know, it was a feather in our cap. And so we would just, we would go at each other hard, like fought a couple times because we was going at each other. <laughs> like, so, so I like basketball, just it's, it, it's the same thing just kind of represents like those family moments to me. Cause like, that's all, that's what we did. Like we didn't have a 10 foot court at my aunt's house. And so we had one of the six foot courts, but we had like a backyard chair and we had some bungee cords. And so we like strapped the six foot court to, to, to the, uh, to the, the backyard chair with some bungee cords and, and we, we pressed it up and uh, my uncle taught us how to drill it into the top of the, uh, to the little rain drain. So it would stay there. And so we had like right at the top of the house, it was probably like eight, eight and three quarters feet or something, maybe nine feet high. And it was strapped there. So it wouldn't fall down. And we would just play basketball all day long and come in and play video games. And my aunt would burn us up as soon as we walked in the house. If y'all get y'all little puppy smelling asses in the shower, like y'all smell like dogs, go take a shower before y'all sit down in front of this television, like every single time. So like, basketball just represents it's, it's it's like family for me and that, that's it's like one of the one of the, the the key things between video games and basketball like that's all all i remember mostly from my childhood because so much much other shit was going on that like you don't that you try to block out 2021 mental health is finally a thing so many people are struggling right now and aren't feeling like their normal selves therapy helps and it doesn't have to be sitting around just talking about your feelings so what is therapy exactly it's whatever you want it to be. You could privately talk to someone if you feel like you're not dealing well with stress or you're having relationship issues. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. See if it's for you, because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Black Opinions Matter listeners will get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash B-O-M. That is BetterHelp.com slash B-O-M. Man, getting called a puppy is funny. Y'all ain't just smoked <laughs> like that. That's hilarious, dog. Um, man, I just seen a clip on Twitter about like this wall court. That's kind of crazy, and the kids were hanging on it. And I was like, where was this at when we were kids? Because oh, wow. every what was like one of those like you know like the wall the courts that you put on the wall, the little small oh, joints that you can shoot. Oh on. yeah, yeah, yeah. But these kids okay. were hanging on them. Like the rim, like they literally could hang on it and put their weight on it without it breaking. And yeah, I was so, better. I was so jealous because I broke plenty rims. You know what I'm saying? I started off with the Michael Jordan court, which was kind of crazy. It had like a cardboard backboard, which I left outside and it got and it rained and it just <laughs> kind of fucked that up. And then I went to Fisher Price and I was dunking on that. And then I went up a little bit more to the adjustable rim. And the wind blew that down and it fell on its rim and bent. So it was like oval. And then we had a, a basketball court on top of the garage and the house caught on fire. I mean, the garage caught on fire. And yeah, I just couldn't stick with the basketball court situation. But, you know, just ideally, you know, obviously Jason mentioned, you know, on, on, on previous pods that, you know, he he kind of knew 
his time to kind of stop playing sports and kind of transition to like the art. Um, I just, you know, I got to a point where I was playing with my cousins and I just was that much better than them. And they knew, they knew it. They just was like, it wasn't even fun to them no more because I just was starting to get better and Mm. better and better. And it became my life. I started traveling for basketball. I started playing on these different clubs. My friends were strictly basketball players and everything else became little kid shit to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I felt like, hey, I'm going to go to the NBA. Y'all just, y'all don't yeah. even get it. Y'all just don't get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I had I had more of a jock-like experience where it was like I had the older cousin and the older friends who were super nice that all of the younger ones would, would play each other to try to impress. But then, like you were saying earlier, Trey, like I had that moment. Well, my moment came in ninth grade when I played against somebody at Fairfax like basically my first week of school when I, I was like, all right, this ain't for me. I'm going to stick to DJing and music. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When it was just like, cause you play with a few kids in your neighborhood and then you feel like, okay, I'm going to go to high school. I might be all right. I might be able to get better and improve. And you know what I'm saying? You never know. I might have a growth spurt when I'm 16, blah, blah, blah. But it was just like the, the, the gap was so wide. I was just like, yeah, I'm not going to do this. But So Jock, when was that moment for you when you decided to, to switch from, hoops and you know spend all your time doing that to to other um, stuff um probably it was probably high school because like I, I for one i i couldn't gain any weight so like i was super thin in high school like super thin i was like 510 super thin like my senior year probably weighed 150 or something something crazy uh, so i was just super skinny and like i didn't get any i didn't get any college letters i didn't get it recruited anywhere um and and then like i was playing like second string on the varsity team so i was like i i know i'm not gonna gonna do i'm not gonna do anything but i love the sport still like i still love the sport so much that i can i continued playing like i was in intermules and stuff like that but like i didn't apply for my college team because like i didn't even want to embarrass myself that way i knew i knew i knew i wasn't nice enough because the guys that were nice on my varsity team like they were even having trouble and and like they were nice. So I was like, okay, yeah, I know it ain't gonna be this ain't gonna this ain't gonna be for me. Yeah, no, I, f- I feel that. Um, so when was the first time you started like doing content? Like I, I don't I call it content by the way, but like the first time you, you filmed a video and you were like, Oh, I, I might be good at this. Uh, like my first video was in 2010. So I didn't start doing like sneaker videos until 2010. Yeah. Um, like I had a whole different career before I even got into the world, into the world of sneakers. So like my first video was 2010. Um, and then I would say the first time I was like, I, I gotta do, I'm going to have to do this to make this something was 2013. Nice. Nice. Your last topic was music. Yeah. I don't know too much about this, but you mentioned that you were a rapper. Yeah. Tell us about, Young Jock in the rapping. What was your rap name? Uh, so my rap name was Cousteau. That's Cousteau. that's where the Cousteau, okay. that's where my my handle K U S T O O comes from. Is Cousteau is from is from rapping. So my cousin what is that, first of all, what is Cousteau? Like how did you uh, come up with the know, name? Uh, so uh, Cousteau is from the deep sea, the French deep sea explorer uh, Jacques Cousteau. Uh, for those that don't know who he is, it's it's spelled C O U S T E A U, but I was in high school and I thought I was being cool by spelling it K-U-S-T-O-O. So uh, y'all leave me alone in the comments about how it's actually pronounced. I hear you. I know. I know. I get it. But I was cool by spelling it the way I spell it. <laughs> and so I started 
I started rapping because um, one because of my uncle, really. So me, my cousins and I, we would um, because of Casey. Casey would bring home all these like songs that we weren't supposed to listen to, um, and and we would listen to them because Casey had them. So we would get to listen to them because Casey was listening to them. And so my cousin Michael and I, we started writing down like the lyrics of songs because we wanted to learn them. And my uncle was like, well, instead of writing down other people's lyrics, why don't you guys write your own songs? And so we started writing our own songs and my uncle put us in into the studio and we recorded a song. And that kind of, that's, that's what I, was, I would say started the, the rap thing for me. Um, so that was like probably my 11th grade year. Uh, when I got in college, I kept rapping, got a publishing deal, uh, didn't really do anything, uh, kind of balanced out. We got, you know, linked with like scammy producer guy that got us a publishing deal, but he took like 50% of the money, like, you know, one of them, them kind of situations. So I was stuck in that deal. Uh, I would say five years, like, I think it was five years we were stuck in that deal. Me and uh, the guy, uh, my, my buddy, Joseph. So we were stuck in that deal for five years. Um, and then we just started linking with the homies and just doing music with the homies um, and started just like performing around, performing around school, performing up and down like like the West Coast. Um, then that's where. Uh, so one of the people that I rap with is a guy named Anthony. He was the guy that first produced you and I. So Thurs and Yo. So they they I, I rapped with them early on before they became you and I before they were a group. Um, uh, not to cut you off, but I you know I went to college with them. I oh, did you really? Yeah, I have a few interesting stories that I won't tell on here, but uh, ah, that's hilarious. No. You could have seen. I wish I wish everyone could see Jason's face when he said <laughs> Thurs and you and I. He was like his. It was like a dog and the ears perking up. By yeah. watching dogs just develop the story. Yeah, no, I went to LMU. Uh, oh, LMU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I went to LMU with them. And then like the first few shows that they did, like. I was a part of, um, and I don't know if you know, like, or if Trey told you, but Dom Kennedy is my cousin. Uh, oh, okay. So I was producing, DJing, not to cut you off, but you mentioned them, and I just, our stories intersected right there, so I thought it was yeah. interesting. Yeah, uh, so before yeah. they all got, before they got with, like, Ro, mm -hmm. um, Anthony, uh, I don't know if you know, know um, uh, Wyo's uncle Anthony, he was, he was like, producing them, because they were in a, in, a, in a group called Rapture Camp, um, yeah, no, that's what they were. It was four of them. There was a chick. There was a, yeah. there was an yeah, older Cole, dude. Cole, with, Nicole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, no, yeah I was Rapture camp before you and I. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I, I was, I was rapping like I, I did a couple songs with them when they were part of Rapture Camp. Uh, so it was Cole, uh, Amp, or Unjust is what he called himself then, um, then uh, Yo and Thurge. Um, so Amp is actually Yo's uncle. Um, so that's that's how mm -hmm. kind of like how that kind of got started. Um, so I did stuff with them. I did a solo album, did terrible. Um, but from that, I got a lot of television and, um, and movie placements and like that kind of like sustained me for a little while. So I was doing, I was doing songs for, for music and TV for a long time. Wow. Um, and I got into movies because of that. I was in a movie because of that. I did a TV show. I was on a, did an episode of a TV show because of that. And, um, ended up getting the theme song for Brooklyn Nine-Nine TV show that just went off, uh, I think last year. Um, yeah. And so like music has always kind of been, it's been, been a part of, of the, of the process. I think that's um, the entertainer, entertainer part of me definitely is, is brought up through the music from performing on stage and stuff like that. 
Yeah, that's crazy. The fact that you were with, with them is kind of like still blowing my mind. Yeah, that was like really the nexus of uh, of my uh, music and film career was at LMU. I was a recording arts major and um, I was producing for Dom. <clears throat> I was, uh, yeah, but that was before he, nobody even knew who he was. Like I, I produced a song for Corrupt when I was like 18. I was hanging out with Jay Wells. I was wow. doing all of the stuff. Yeah, so I was like very much heavily in the thick of things, and like um, I, I had a mentor, or I have a mentor. Uh, his name is EP. He's a producer and executive produced a lot of stuff for Game, and he introduced me to Kanye and all this stuff. And so I met him through my church. So you know, I was like DJing, producing, doing all this stuff, and I got to LMU, and I met <clears throat> Thurs Yo. And they were um, Jamal, who lived with theirs, uh, was really in the business. And he was him and Chris, Chris Focus, who yeah. also raps, um, what, they were doing uh, shows. Uh, Why well, I can't think of the name of the show. Um, it was Freestyle something, I believe. But they were Rapture Camp at the time. With, uh, there was the four of them. And then Chris Focus opened for them. Then I did um, a music video for Pac Div. That was the second music video I had ever did. Pac oh, Div was like the big dog at the time. Yeah. And so for me to do a video for them, I did a video for the song called Paper. Uh, for them, it was the second video I ever did. And um, the my cinematography professor was actually the DP for it. Uh, his name is Charles Swanson. He's amazing. And uh, he DP'd it with the HVX 720, which, I mean, at that time, it was like prosumer cameras were not yeah. even a thing. And it was like, just incredible to be able to have a camera and do it and you know all that and so we all started doing a bunch of shows together we did a show at lmu and it was dom it was packed div then they became you and i and um blue collar yeah and- blue collar that's right yeah and so yeah the homie butter was the host butter's got the his run club now and butter was on some like comedian whatever type you know he was just a funny guy that hung around everybody but it's funny to see how much everybody from that moment has matured like even in that time because I like the script that I've been working on for a while now it's kind of based around all this time and in our lives because you know this is when Kendrick was blowing up and YG everybody like really the whole thing was taken off at this one specific moment and in this place at LMU because uh, everybody was just wanting to be where all of the young hip hop heads were. And so, you know, there was uh, Sticks had his thing and um, the shelter. And so I, I finished in this story. J. Cole was actually at the show passing out CDs <laughs> um, oh, outside. Wow. Yeah, because our homegirl, my roommate's homegirl, uh, her name is Talia. She knew J. Cole. He came up there. So this is before anybody knew who he was. So, you know, that time of 2008, 2007, it's interesting to see how it molded the whole hip hop universe from that or this. Yeah, for LA, for LA, a lot of LA was molded like in that LA, especially LA hip hop. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So it's dope to know that you were right there, you know, yeah. witnessing and, and taking taking part in all of that at the time. That's really incredible. Yeah, we were we were all at we were all at CSUN. We were all at CSUN or in the Valley. Uh, that's crazy. That's dope. You know, that's dope though. 
such mm-hmm. a small world. I don't know if you yeah. ever heard the song Watermelon Sunday. Seven years ago to the day I met her. She had long hair and I had a bad sweater. Two years and several months ago, I kissed her. Then I met her mom and a little sister. And she met mine and we kept trying. But I kept lying and she kept crying. A river and an ocean, waves of commotion. She said too much emotion without no devotion. Love Jason, weak ass verses on there. <laughs> And I wrote the hook, nigga. You better give me my fucking respect. My bad. And he wrote the hook. <laughs> we wrote the hook. Respect the pen. Respect the pen. I always be telling him that shit weak. <laughs> <laughs> only, only song I like from Jason is Turn You Out. <laughs> turn You On. Turn You Turn On. You yeah. on. Sorry. Turn yeah. You On. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, nah. jacked, I jacked the Pharrell beat from Pac Dev, man. Shout out to them. <laughs> Yeah, man, I, that's dope though that y'all can come, you know, full circle and and obviously have that that close connection. It seems like some of our guests always do do something like that, you know. So that's 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 dope. Um, who were your uh, music influences like, like music wise? Like, who did you like? God, there was a there was a ton of people back then. As I mentioned, um, because of my older cousin, like he was into he was he was super into uh, East Coast music um so like eric sermon was like like eric sermon was probably like the first person i recognized as a producer that i was like oh he makes the beats like that like that, that was the first he was the first person for that um uh he turned he turned me into a red man fan just because he would play superman lover over and over and so like that kind of became a thing and then um my uncle used to take us down to this this spot in la um I can't think of the name herbal Earl something life it was something life it was like this these it was like a coffee shop in um in LA on Crenshaw um I can't think of the name of it but like that that got me into like the gift of gab and like people like Chino XL um then you got obviously you had like like Tupac when he was kind of doing his thing on the wet when he when he came to the west coast you had Snoop you had Dre um and then you have you got Jay and then I would say three stacks is probably like my like the people that i that i admire most if like if it's people that i like i admire most when it comes to rap it's probably jay-z three stacks and and probably tupac oh that's a solid that's a solid uh trio to to follow up on man yeah i i forgot i think it was a video that i seen and i was just laughing bro uh, that the homie showed me, and I was like, "Yo, Josh, little Josh, just a rap." They like, "Yeah, Josh, rap, bro." I'm like, "Nah," because I can't see you in that light. Obviously, you've been, you know, obviously been killing it in another space, but yeah, that's the beauty of life: being able to transition and 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 continue to, you know, perfect your craft and other things. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sure people look at myself and also look at Jason, like, "Yo, that's the producer, nigga." But now he's doing podcasts, and now this nigga <laughs> able to do this and. And you know, like you're able, like you're, there's no ceiling on 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 the on your potential and things of that nature. Um, a lot. I think of we people, have. A, I think it gave a, it gave us a really unique skill set too. I think like that music hustle is something different, especially back then. Mm-hmm. Like it, it gave you a different skill set and like the the entertainment factor. Like, uh, like obviously, if you're into the arts, if you're writing scripts, like I feel like that that's part like lyric writing and telling stories in the song. That's 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 what that is. And, and you know, and, and Trey, you you can host a podcast. Obviously, like you know what you you know what you're doing. You know, like the entertainment aspect. It's, it's all entertainment in one way or another. Yep. It's just finding finding a way to to uh, to use that muscle in the right way. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I wanted to talk about, uh, I mean, you mentioned a little bit um, that you recorded your first video in 2010. Mm -hmm. What made you want to do that? Like as far as document and, and, and review and unbox and, and things of that yeah. nature. Um, is because I started working in sneakers because uh, I, I was just doing it as like a side thing, and I, no one—I felt like no one was giving it, was treating it the way that I thought they should be treating it. And like there was an opportunity there. I didn't know it would turn into this, obviously, but I was just like, oh, like a lot of people are doing this kind of like in their bedroom and like on their beds, and like there's no like production quality to it. And because I had been in the movie, and because I had done some stuff on TV. I want to say I knew what it what it should look like, but I had a better idea of how to make something, at least try and make something look a little nicer. And so I just kind of took those skills from watching, from being on set and stuff like that, using that to help like me formulate how the stuff that I should look like. Essentially, I wanted to create like, a, 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 what's it called? Hot, not Hollywood news. What's this called? Um, extra. Like I wanted to create an extra for sneakers, basically. And so like, I just watched a lot of extra and, and, and tried to translate that into something to make it look a little better than what I was seeing on the internet at the time. Were you always into sneakers? Were you always a sneakerhead? Yeah, I was always into sneakers. I wasn't obviously not as into it as I was now, as I am now. Um, I think as a result of basketball, you kind of have to be into sneakers. So I think it was more, it was more tangentially from basketball that I was into sneakers um, and that has kind of flipped now where I know more about sneakers probably than I do about basketball these days. I will say, and to credit to your success and, you know, what you continue to do and grow in your career, most people look at it like, oh, what's so hard about looking at shoes, unboxing, you know, explaining detail, the process of just even releasing a video that, you know, people go to check and want to know about these things, right? Yeah. And I remember, you know, people loosely using the word sneakerhead right mm -hmm. which i hate it it's actually a i don't know i don't know it's a community and i respect the community but back in the day if you had sneakers nobody really wasn't kind of labeling you you just kind of went and got it and that's what you did and most people looked at you like you were crazy because it's kind of like how can you wear all those yeah. right and then now obviously the value is going up you can kind of like use it as an asset and things of that nature and probably the first person I've ever see, seen like explain a shoe or really passionate about it was Sneaker Dave, right? Hmm. And Sneaker Dave, shout out to Sneaker Dave, um, used to just, he's like probably one of the biggest Penny Hardaway fans I have witnessed, known, or, you know, communicated with. And I just looked and I was like, dang, okay, like he's really about this. Yeah, I didn't care that much because I actually played in my shoes. So like I never had like, a clean pair where I'm like, oh, I'm just not about to beat <laughs> right. them. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. if I no, owned them, I was gonna hoop in them because I still played basketball. But as I got older, like my collection now, obviously, is growing and growing. And you know, our friends have up to like, including you. I mean, you guys have like stock rooms now of worthless shoes because brands obviously see. And then you're also going to try to purchase. That's the thing that a lot of people don't understand when you like, you know, you post Saturday. Shouts to Billions, too. My man Billions that had created that hash back in the day. Saturday, you go on you go on Sneakers app and you try to not only win for yourself sometimes, but other people that you, yeah. you know, potentially want these shoes. Because 
People are like, oh, why are you doing that? You about to get the shoe anyway. And it's like, you don't even understand. But I think your videos are so useful because it helps prior to buying that shoe. Having a real life explanation. Because I remember one shoe and one shoe only that I had a problem with and I had to resell it. I never resell sneakers, but I resold this one. It was the Air Max 97.1 Sean Weatherspoon. Mm Mm-hmm. And I thought it was true to size. I never sell my sneakers. I wear all my sneakers. Right. That half size was killing me so much (laughs) that my foot was just kind of doing this whole like, you know how like it's a rocky ocean and then like a barrel's just kind of just sliding back and forth. I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle it. It was such of a big gap. It was like I was pretending to wear someone's shoes that weren't mine. Right. So I wore it one time. I uploaded the picture on Twitter just to kind of validate that I like owned them. Yes. Social validation. And then Kyle Kuzma comes from me and he says, you got on baby shoes. But the angle I took them on, I used portrait mode. (laughs) It made the shoe, how the shoe shaped, made the shoe look really small. And I was trolling because I put hashtag Bron challenge. You remember how LeBron before he's gotten better. I'll say that of, of taking pictures of his sneakers. Yes. He put his feet together okay. and he took this picture and it made my foot look like it was a seven and a half oh. because of portrait mode. So yeah. Kuzma cut me up. I ended up responding, obviously, because I'm not scared of other athletes and celebrities. I will clap them back. And I told him he looked like Roger from Doug. And <laughs> and, 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 and Laker Nation wasn't too fond of that. And I just personally didn't care. And, you know, he stopped following me. But anyway... Oh. I end up flipping the shoe for 500 bucks and I felt really, really dirty because I understand the hustle of reselling sneakers. Yeah. I'm personally not about that. I buy shoes for me and me only because I'm actually going to wear these shoes, not as a hustle, but I do respect the hustle for people that may need it. You know what I'm saying? But I like shoes that I actually want to wear, you know, and it just messed me up. But then you're, I found I got hip to your videos just before I actually met you and you had it broke down like to a science of like, hey, if you like this and this yeah. color and, you know, they had an accent and, you know, this and the upper and the lower and, you know, compared to 2016. Yeah. That is so helpful to the buyer that people do not understand of how to look at shoes like if Jason's like, yeah. oh man, I had them when I was a kid, when I was in sixth grade. I love them hoes. You know what I'm yeah. saying? As people would say, I, I would think yeah. Jason would call his shoes hoes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Young Jason would be like, I had them hoes, right? Yeah. So not today, not yeah. today, but in general, right? Yeah. So then yeah. you think about it, and you go watch a jock video, and you say well, Custo, right? And you watch a Custo video, and you say, ah. Oh, they change this up and people yeah. don't understand why material costs more things that they probably made in 96. They can't even fucking find in 2021. Right. You know? right. And you look yeah. at it and you're like, fuck, they fucked this up. Like this ain't the shoe I originally had. The shoe I had was leather. This one suede. Yeah. And you are able to put that into perspective. Like you have it in hand, you have good camera work you have the good explanation. You make people happy about it. Yeah. And that's the goal. 
of shopping for a shoe, especially I think your videos are super helpful in a pandemic for sure, because people aren't leaving their home. They're doing more online shopping. You can tell me what's going on with the shoe. Yeah. And that, and that's really the goal too. Like I, I like to, I like to, to find a way, like just give you my full on experience with the shoe and hope that that leave, you leave the video better, better educated about whether or not you want to get that shoe or if you want to find out more about it yourself. Like that's, that's really the goal at the end of the day and presented it in a way that makes it, you know, that makes it, makes you feel like you get a better understanding of what's happening. You know? Yeah, for sure, man. Um, we have a question that we ask all our guests. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> it's my favorite I'm question. Scared. I'm scared of questions from you guys after that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I don't, I, don't, I don't think, I don't think, once you, sur- once you survive the one or the two, bro, like. It's smooth sailing after it's that. It's smooth sailing oh, after okay. that. Right, like, yeah, right, it's not right. But this question is, what advice would you give 18-year-old Jock? Would I give 18-year-old Jock? Um, that's a great question. Um considering what I've been able to do up to this point, I'm not sure I would have much to tell him because what I do now and, and how I've been able to, to, um, to move and, and work and share is all a result of all the things that I went through. Um, that, that got me better prepared for these last 10 years of when I was doing this like sneaker world, like all the experience being on stage and rapping and being on set and trying to learn how to produce and mixing and, and trying to learn how to master, trying to, trying to produce a song, like all of those things are kind of built into the job that I have now. So for my 18 year old self, um, I don't know if I would maybe, maybe tell him to read more, um, that would probably be that would probably be one of the few things that that I would say because I want him to go through those experiences. Like I need to I need to experience going to San Diego with my boys and almost crashing on the way back because we fall into sleep to know like like we can't ever do that again. Like I need to go through that. You know what I mean? I need to I need to know like I need to know like when I come back. From, from one of those trips with the boys and I'm in the room with the boys and his girl that didn't go there and I'm running my mouth talking about what we did thinking she cool with it not knowing her home girl is one of the girls that the old one of the other homies is dating like I need to go through that to know like I I, I, I will I will never do that again like I need to go through these I need to go through these experiences I need to know what it's like to be on stage I need to I need to know what it's like to to perform with the band in Santa Barbara and realize like how much of a, of an aphrodisiac that is for people that are in the audience and get trim after the stage and be like, wait, what that happened? That happens for real. Like also shouts gotta- to trim. Cause I haven't heard <laughs> him in a long time. You know, you, you just uh, yeah, know. I heard trim and <laughs> Coons age. I was trying to find a way to say it without being like, outrageous but like it's just like you go through all these experiences like i need to know i need to work at washington mutual bank writing technical documents you know to to know how to move in the corporate world so i'm in a meeting today i know how to talk to these people that that think that i'm just this sneaker guy but you know i have 10 years you know as a as a as a technical writer inside of a bank working with the legal and compliance team to know like no you're not going to get over on me because I, I have this experience. So like, I need to go through all those things. So there's a, there's a ton of experience that, that, you know, you just need to have in order to, I think, um, in order for me to be where I am today. So if anything, 
I would tell myself to read, maybe, maybe read more um, and pay, pay more attention to what's going on. Um, but I wouldn't, I don't, I wouldn't tell him anything that would change, change the journey that, that I've made to get here. Cause I, I wouldn't be who I am without it. Man, that was, that was solid advice, man. Definitely. And also <laughs> this has been a fun episode, man, especially I really love seeing Jason get excited about, you know, y'all worlds <laughs> colliding together and, yeah. and just, you know, everything, man, this has definitely been fun, bro. And I got a chance to learn about you and hopefully the listeners and, and, and some of your people that, that follow you get a chance to understand your journey and, and, and how you became Cousteau and, you know, and understand who you are as a person, not only with the content that you put out. Yeah. So I appreciate, um, I appreciate this, man. Like I, I've, I've done a few podcasts and like, this has like been like the most honest and just like, y'all let's just talk. Let's just talk. Cause I feel like that's, that's part of, part of it too. Like people see you as one person as one thing. And I, I for one have a backstory that I think would help somebody else. And Absolutely. A lot, of, a lot of times those backs, a lot of times those backstories don't get told till later on. Um, but you know, it can empower somebody to feel like they have the ability to do whatever they want if they know that you came from the same places that they came from and that you've experienced the same things that they came from. Like people don't know I was I was an orphan for a little while. People don't know like my mom and dad were like drug addicts. Like that, those are stories that need to be told at some point. Not saying that this is necessarily the place for that, but those are stories that can empower somebody that's going through something. I think absolutely because they have an opportunity and just, but they see like, Oh, this, this dude from Pacoima, which is essentially the ghetto of the Valley. You know, we <laughs> like they have projects in Pacoima. Like let's, let's keep it a buck. Like that, it, it, you know, like people don't, don't hear those stories and know like that backstory. So something like this, where you can be honest about that backstory and talk about some of that stuff is really dope. So I appreciate it. Appreciate you guys for. Uh, yeah, no doubt, me. man. Like that's the thing. It's growing up the same, bro. We all somehow. That's what's growing up. Exactly. That's you know what I'm saying? Up the same all about. Yeah, so that's all sure. it is, and it's leisure talk, bro. We don't we don't see you as the star you are. We see you as the human that you are. You know what I mean? We all get out of bed. We put our socks on the same way. We put our shoes and pants on the same way, and you know, yep. it is what it is. You know, I that's it. That and that's how I try to like put out this content so that. When listeners are listening, they're either inspired, they do see some type of inspiration from the person that they may not know, and then just also know that they're not too far off from their journey when they feel like quitting. Yeah. Well, Jocks, man, this has been an amazing show. Um, can't wait for our listeners to hear it, man. Appreciate you stopping by and and uh, giving Appreciate us your time, you, sharing your Absolutely. story. Um, yeah, Shane, yeah man, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely talk soon and, and hopefully we can run this back man to, to dive a little bit more deep because I'm sure we have me and you um, have some relatabilities you know what I mean as far as growing up uh, less yeah. fortunate and then uh, you know in, in the household so yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah we absolutely I'd love, to, I'd love to have the black room to talk about it and we get that Everybody yeah man we'll, 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 we'll figure we'll figure something out for sure I appreciate y'all, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no doubt. Thank you, brother. Growing up the same wins the game.